This is Dr. John Day. Welcome to the Longevity Plan Podcast. This is podcast number 227, How Bad Are Artificial Sweeteners? Before I jump in, first of all, thanks to all of you who have purchased a copy of our latest book, The Longevity Plan. It continues to do well. As of recording this, this podcast this morning, we are still number one in our category on Amazon. So thanks to all of you. We've got many great reviews. In fact, all the reviews are five stars. If you've read it, please, please, please leave us a review on Amazon. Leave us a review on Audible or wherever you picked up a copy of it. These reviews help us to get our message out. So please, please, please give us a review. And I sure hope that you've enjoyed this book. I've heard from so many of you how that this book has been so life transforming. It is definitely, as I've heard from so many of you, the best book you've read in a long time. So if you've not yet done it, now would be a great time. But before we talk about any more uh, along those lines, let's jump into today's topic. Our topic today is how bad are artificial sweeteners? Once again, artificial sweeteners dominated the medical news this week. This time, it was from a study suggesting that artificial sweeteners might cause weight gain and heart disease. In this podcast, I'm going to dissect the latest research and offer a practical approach to artificial sweeteners. So let's dive in. The latest artificial sweetener study. I really like the quality of this latest study. The researchers did a great job of trying to make sense of every study that has ever been published about artificial sweeteners. While most health conscientious people consider artificial sweeteners as harmful, the health food industry has gravitated to stevia as a healthy alternative. Fortunately, This study also included stevia. To make sense of every credible artificial sweetener study that has ever been published, researchers divided these studies into two groups. The first group consisted of randomized controlled trials, or RCTs. Randomized controlled trials, or RCTs, are considered the very most accurate type of a medical study you can do. In RCTs, Researchers randomly divided the participants into two groups. This way, you can minimize confounding factors that might give you the wrong results. In this study, researchers included seven RCTs involving a total of 1,003 people who were then followed very closely for an average of six months. In contrast, this study also reported the results of 30 observational studies involving Listen to this, 405,907 people who were followed for an average of 10 years. While these observational studies aren't very accurate, they can raise questions or tell us about some of the potential long-term safety issues of artificial sweeteners. So what do the randomized controlled trials or RCTs tell us about artificial sweeteners? From the 1,003 people included from seven randomized controlled trials or RCTs, This study reported that when it comes to weight gain, artificial sweeteners are neutral. In other words, they don't cause people to gain or lose weight. Interestingly, when you look at all the studies published from the artificial sweetener companies, these studies almost always show that people lose weight. No surprise here. We often see the same thing with pharmaceutical studies. However, 
when you look at studies that are not sponsored by artificial sweetener companies, there generally is no weight loss from artificial sweeteners. Once again, no big surprise here. Thus, if you can't give up your daily Diet Coke habit, then you can hold fast to the results from the randomized controlled trials or RCTs that were covered in this latest artificial sweetener studies. At least when you look at the health effects of artificial sweeteners out to six months, they don't appear to cause weight gain. You're not going to lose weight on them, but at least you're not going to gain weight. However, because RCTs are very costly to do, follow-up periods tend to be very short, like the six months that there were in these seven RCTs that were included in the study. Thus, when you look at the average follow-up of just six months, it's impossible to know if artificial sweeteners put you at risk for other diseases like diabetes or heart disease, because when it comes to longevity and living as healthy and vibrant and happy as we possibly can, you don't want to be burdened by all of these other conditions. As you know, most people don't just drink Diet Coke for six months. Rather, they tend to drink it over a lifetime. This is where the less accurate but much longer-term studies, the observational studies, can be very helpful. So with that, what do the observational studies tell us about artificial sweeteners? While artificial sweeteners, including stevia, looked relatively harmless in the six-month-long randomized controlled trials, or RCTs, the results were quite frightening when you look at the 10-year observational studies. Indeed, the 30 observational studies involving 405,907 people in this latest artificial sweetener study paint a completely different picture of artificial sweeteners. These observational studies clearly linked artificial sweeteners to weight gain over time. Not only do these studies report weight gain, but they also show that artificial sweeteners may increase your risk of diabetes by 30%. If diabetes wasn't frightening enough, these observational studies also report a 13% increased risk of high blood pressure from artificial sweeteners over time a 26% increased risk of stroke, and a 32% increased risk of heart disease. Clearly, these are all conditions that will shorten your life and things that we definitely want to avoid. So, do you believe the much accurate randomized controlled trials or the less accurate observational studies? So, that, that really is a question. Yes, randomized controlled trials are very accurate, but the follow-up period was just six months. And at six months, basically all they can tell us is that artificial sweeteners don't cause weight gain. They don't cause weight loss. They don't cause weight gain. But with just a six-month-long study, even if it is accurate, it really can't tell you anything about your long-term risk of heart disease, diabetes, or any of these other uh, big and bad scary diseases. However, the much less accurate, but yet 10-year-long studies involving hundreds of thousands of people clearly link artificial sweeteners to many scary diseases. The truth is that when it comes to your health and longevity, we just don't understand the long-term effects of these chemicals. Even the healthy stevia didn't do any better than the other artificial sweeteners in the study. 
While artificial sweeteners might be less bad for you than sugar, that certainly doesn't make them health foods. When I try to put our modern foods into perspective, I like to think about what they would do in the longevity village. It probably goes without saying that you'd be hard-pressed to find a can of soda on a longevity village's dinner table, largely because of advertising we've been exposed to since childhood, not to mention the addictive combo punch of sugar and caffeine. A lot of people have convinced themselves that their coca-day habit is little more than a minor health indiscretion. In fact, just a single can of soda pop each day can put you at greater risk for diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and overall poor health. If there was an illegal drug that did all of these things, we'd call it a menace to society. But because so many of us associate fizzy drinks with the frivolity of childhood, we treat a global health scourge like a treasured friend. My buddy drink was Diet Coke. And while I never assumed it was healthy, I justified my habit by telling myself it was healthier for me than a regular soft drink. After all, Diet Coke doesn't have any sugar, and that, I figured, meant it was less bad. Magan, one of the village centenarians we met in our uh, book that we described in the Longevity Plan, was the one who put less bad into perspective for me. If something is less bad, or if something is bad, it is bad, she said. Even if the damage is not very much right now, it builds up over time. These are the most dangerous kinds of habits. When we make the switch from regular sodas to so-called diet drinks, we might be abusing ourselves a tad less, but we're not actually doing ourselves any good. What's worse, because we feel as though we've taken steps toward a healthier life, we've slowed and sometimes halted progress toward the elimination of unhealthy consumables, which should, of course, be our ultimate goal. Of course, all of this is assuming that diet drinks are, in fact, less bad for us. And while some would say so, the jury is still deliberating on that question. I'd argue we haven't even finished the trial yet. We've been studying artificial sweeteners for more than 140 years, but every year researchers discover something new. What we do know, though, is that these substances may have a similar effect on our metabolism and gut flora as high fructose corn syrup. Such findings shouldn't really be that surprising. Most artificial sweeteners are hundreds of times sweeter than natural sugar. When we expose our bodies to such extremes, we should expect extreme reactions. That's not just a lesson when it comes to drinks. There's simply no extra sugar in the traditional village diet. There are so many foods out there that already pack a sweet punch in their natural state. Because longevity villagers include these foods with almost every meal, they're simply less inclined to seek out even more sugary foods. Do you want to learn more about how to free yourself from medical conditions? If so, be sure to pick up a copy of our number one Amazon best-selling book, The Longevity Plan. This book summarizes everything I have learned from my own health journey and will help you to enjoy great health to age 100. Until next week's podcast, what is your take on artificial sweeteners? Have you found them hard to give up? I know I have. I still struggle uh, with an occasional... Actually, I don't drink Diet Coke anymore, but every once in a while, particularly if I've been on call or I've been traveling, I'm jet lagged, I haven't slept, 
every once in a while, I'll reach for a, a can of diet cherry Pepsi. And that's my vice. I'm trying to give up, give it up. I'm doing a lot better. I've almost eliminated it, but I'm not quite there yet. So I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Please go on to my website, drjohnday.com. Find uh, blog number 227. Scroll down to the bottom, post your questions, post your comments. I'll do my best to respond to everything as quickly as I can. And until next week, Please, 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 in addition to leaving us comments, uh, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter if you haven't done so already. Leave us a review wherever you can, iTunes, Stitcher, as far as listening to this podcast. If you've bought the book, The Longevity Plan, leave us a review on Amazon or Audible or wherever you find the message that we've been sharing. And until next week, keep living better. Thank you for listening to the Dr. John Day Show. Now is the time for you to live better. Go to drjohnday.com to sign up for Dr. Day's newsletter, daily success tools, and more. It's never too late to change.